0: Yo, yo. Welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast featuring your host Superfly. Got my boy Danny. Day bar is open.
1: Gang, gang, my host, gang.
0: my other host, was good.
1: What's good, baby? Happy to be here. We're alive. Knock on wood. I this know. This shit's looking it's... scary every fucking second of the day with this coronavirus. Push. Right.
0: My, uh, so the dude I work with, he's he's going to um Europe tonight. And I told him to I'm like before you come back to the office we're checking in with you if you feel the slightest bit off your ass is working from home for like three months
1: Bro, if i hear that motherfucker cough i'm punching him in the face and sending his ass home bro
0: right no he bought he went ex- super extra with this he bought like a hundred face masks and apparently there's like counterfeit ones so he got the like uh cc C- approved type shit that like could stop in apocalypse um, okay, he has so- a thermometer, everything like he not only does he not want to get sick on his trip But he doesn't want to come back sick either. So I'm glad he's taking uh, those measures to to keep healthy
1: Bro, but I know you say that you had a one of your roommates was in uh, Italy like three weeks ago, right? So how is she straight
0: she's straight um, I'm straight everyone else in the, the house is straight. So I, I'm gonna just safely assume. I don't have coronavirus knock on wood yeah, um, But it was pretty scary because I didn't even know it was in Europe, let alone the same region of Europe that she was in for work. And for whatever reason, her dumbass company didn't uh, take it as an emergency. They said, fuck it, you guys are all flying there.
1: And what the, the fucked up thing is, like, if you didn't know your roommate and like you just met her on the street or like something like she hits every stereotype to stay away from, like yep. she's Asian. Who was in Italy. Like, you got it, bitch. Like, if I was up, like, bro, she has it. I know. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's the worst part is, like, I think people forget that, uh, and I absolutely don't condone racism. My girl's Asian. But I think people forget that if you're Asian, there's a high chance that you might, a higher chance that you might be visiting Asian countries where the shit is. Right. So people aren't necessarily wrong in freaking out a little. I forgot more so around, like, Older Asian people who I know don't speak a lick of English and probably right. just came from like a house party in Beijing or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like I'm not running away from people. But it is kind of right. ironic that she's of all the people in the house might right.
1: have the, the Asian who went to Italy yeah. <laughs> probably hasn't. <to. laughs> <Yep. laughs> Bro, but so I so we have our we, so you have a trip next weekend and so do I. I have a trip to, to I'm finally going to Vegas. Bro, so I was like, you know what? Let me just try to be, you know, as precautious as possible. I got some extra hand sanitizer, so I'm, like, I'm just going to Amazon, get some shit for the trip. Bro, everything's fucking sold out. Like, everything, bro. I got a pack of the uh, Wet One wipes, that are like 99% alcohol, whatever, to kill germs. Bro, a pack of three. These motherfuckers are like stock X. These prices are all going up because of demand. Damn. Fucking cost me $29. $29? 29 retail of $6 for that shit this shit cost me $29 I'm like you motherfucking savages bro and then um I got a pack of of 12 sanitizer things like the travel size one this shit's not gonna get to me until like the day before I leave the Vegas and I ordered that shit like a week ago like yo it's wild bro but the reason why I needed you I feel like the wipes will at least keep me safe on the plane Uh I'm gonna wipe like my entire seat down and then, dude, apparently the most germs, and this is like an old news, I, I just heard about it. The most germs you can ever encounter at an airport are the fucking containers d- through TSA. Yeah. So if you're traveling or anyone listens to this shit, yo, wipe that shit down or use a glove before you touch that shit, because that shit never gets cleaned. Like, it's just the same container they had mm. when they bought that shit like 10 years ago.
0: That makes sense, because like, it's not like people are eating food in it or throwing up in it and shit. It's just putting bags in it, so they I guess they feel no need to clean it because well, they don't see shoes. anything. If there's
1: people's shoes in that shit. Like, this is just like mad mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. So, I don't go fuck, bro. I'm going to have my wife's in hand. They didn't tell me to fucking throw that shit out. I'm like, I will when I fucking leave TSA, but bro, I ain't touching anything in that fucking airport,
0: bro. Do you have a TSA pre-check?
1: I don't. I'll fuck I'll, it up.
0: I would definitely get it because uh, well, I get it through my credit card, but the reason why I like it is because you don't have to take off your belt and shoes, but I always found it super nasty. I always, every now and then I'll see someone with some crusty ass feet walking the barefoot uh, thing. And I'm just like, even if I'm wearing socks, I'm like, fuck
1: man. Like
0: I definitely yeah. got athlete's foot and all kinds of diseases on my socks right now.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I need to get that shit. Cause I, I just have too many trips lined up. But I am waiting for all these fucking prices to Europe to drop. I'm like, yo, fuck it, we out. <laughs>
0: like, like, okay, I, I was like, maybe I should go to China. The shit was like 200 bucks. <laughs> like that's literally like gas to like Vegas and back.
1: Doug, I think like you probably get a flight from here to fucking Milan, Italy for like trip. <laughs> nope, for
0: real. On <laughs> like a, a legit airline too, not even like Spirit Dude,
1: or something. British some shit. Airways first class, like yo, just come, bro, please. Just fuck <laughs> <it."> <laughs> <laughs> like, just come. Someone please give us some money. Yeah, I'm going to give this shit, like, another month. And then I'm going to take out my fucking 401k and just buy, like, every airline stock. Because I... this shit is just plummeting, bro. Like, plummeting. Uh, everything. Uh But, yeah, we're good. We're healthy. Everyone be safe. Oh, another tidbit for everyone. Um Dude, everyone's going crazy, including myself with the whole, like, uh, sanitizer. Like, yo, nonstop. Dude, make sure you actually lotion your hands afterwards though because the sanitizer if you keep doing it too much It actually breaks down your hands so much that you're actually more conducive to getting infected Because like you're destroying all the like the natural molecules you have to protect your skin So
0: so basically regardless of what you're doing you're fucked because I feel like nobody's Knows what they're doing. No
1: one knows what they are doing Yep. Dude, pretty much like if you're between the age of zero and five, or fifty-five and up, you're you should be fucking terrified.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now. Yep. It's pretty much what like I think the way that the place.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but dude, like honestly, like for myself, like the thing, you tell me like how you would feel. My thing right now is that I'm so if I even had a symptom, I think the paranoia of having coronavirus would fucking drive like I would kill myself. Like I would fucking lose my mind. I'm like, bro, I got it. Like I got it. Like I would fucking go to bed. I'm like, yo, why am I coughing? Why am I coughing? Like, uh, I was just fucking... That's
0: crazy. how I felt on the way over to to my spot in the car. Because I, I got this random bump on my, like, cheek. and I started itching. Uh, my throat got, like, slightly sore. And I was like, what's the point of doing this podcast? Because I'm going to die in, like, four days. <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out. And then, fortunately, when I got here, like, everything was normal. But, yeah, even a smidgen of a symptom, I'm like, fuck, this is it.
1: Like, this is it, bro. Yo, legit. We had like a like a town hall meeting today. Our president spoke to us about like the like what are we gonna do in case it breaks. And we have a break out the office, blah blah blah, precautions, working from home, blah blah blah. And bro, as he's talking, I had like a dry uh, throat from like not drinking water, and I'm like, <coughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, it's me. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's it's wild, bro. But yeah, be safe out there. Do they have the first casualty though in California? I heard today. Um, I think
0: like a oh, like an elderly person like an yeah. but it's, yeah. It's
1: like so I didn't mean you're more of a numbers guy than me, but I've heard that like, what like don't we get like six thousand cases of flu every fucking year? So Some, like yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but that is true. I think people have may have proven that the flu is uh, has more casualties, obviously because the the regular flu has been around longer. Right. As far as I. But at the same time, I think people are just freaked out because it's new. Like, I yeah. think if you, no one would want to admit they have coronavirus, even if they knew it wasn't gonna fuck them up, just because people would look at you like you got uh, AIDS or some shit.
1: Dude, speaking of AIDS, I saw a fucking hysterical meme to fucking like, yep. uh, like let people fucking laugh for a second. Is that what is it? Like three hundred million people get AIDS every year, and everyone's still fucking raw. Yeah, <laughs> We're freaking yeah, out. Yeah, there
0: there's like a million stats, like murder, <laughs> fucking AIDS the flu and when it comes to that shit people don't care and people I will—I admittedly don't uh, care in the sense of it's not on my mind all day like when flu season comes around I'm uh I'm gotten, not it, I've done it once but that shit makes me cause it's like the actual strain or whatever or like a yeah. weekend or dead strain they put in you so I'll literally feel like I have the flu for like 24 hours yeah, no, I refuse to get that shit. so I'm like fuck I it refuse. I don't What's the point? And, but I did get the flu when I went to school on the East Coast. Uh, that shit turned into pneumonia. And oh that was the one time in my life where I literally thought I might die. Like, I I dropped to my knees and fucking was like, I <laughs> prayed for like a split second. I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, just take <laughs> me. It was the worst feeling ever. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I just had no energy. I was like, I need 911. Like, imagine being out of breath super dehydrated like you hadn't drink had a sip of water in like three days and were hungover like all at the same time i was just like i need to go or like get medicine yes this shit i was not having it fortunately uh you know i went to the hospital and they got it figured out but if coronavirus is anything like pneumonia i don't want any of it
1: well that's what it is though because it Coronavirus, like that, they say it is that, like, cause it attacks your yeah. lung. So, yeah. like, it is more Like, you get yeah. that shit all. If you get pneumonia with the coronavirus, bro, you're not making it. Like, yeah. I think like, I, that's like the fucking yeah. like, you're you're done. Just. Go and I understand ammonia.
0: why elderly or young people die, because I was fucking when I got pneumonia. I was 20 probably. Like, for any human being, that's like peak health age or whatever you want yeah, to call 20 it
1: 20 to 40 is like peak, yeah.
0: peak health my body was ready to fight everything i was fucking well granted we drank a lot during that period but at the same time i'm like even then my body was like yo this shit is too much to handle so i can imagine what like a 7 year old uh would be dealing with if their body caught it it's probably gone within 5 minutes once their body's like oh shit we don't recognize this just, just turn the, sw- the switch off
1: yeah. yeah, we out. We're done. <laughs> um, yo, so where are you traveling to? Uh,
0: So I'm going to Australia. Oh, you mean next week for the bachelor next, party? Yeah, yeah. For the bachelor party, that's just in Joshua Tree, so okay, it's not so. that far. It's
1: drive Um, You yo, catch a play. Yeah,
0: and it's an isolated area, so unless the fucking vortex has got coronavirus, I don't know how we're going to get it.
1: Yeah, I'm just hoping that the fucking desert heat and, like, the... The uh, the bubble that is all the other diseases in the Vegas air can just, like, eliminate that shit. And it's just, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm straight.
0: <laughs> sweat it out.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think we should both be fine. But, yeah, bro, it's scary. Because, again, you just, every fucking day you wake up, like, I mean, I check CNN every morning. And it's just, like, five more dead. Apparently there's, like, officially seven cases now in New York. Um, there's three cases in Florida. But, like, 76 people are being currently tested in Florida. I'm just, like, goddamn.
0: Like, yeah. Up it's crazy i don't i don't know where this is gonna end up uh six months from now
1: yeah dude but think about it bro like i think when i came to see you in september it was like a measle outbreak like there seems to be some shit like every fucking year and mm-hmm. we just conveniently forget about this shit and like whatever we're going through is the worst shit ever and Again, this shit probably could be serious, but it's probably going to prove to not be as serious as a normal flu in, like, the overall numbers. Yeah. And out here fucking hiking up fucking sanitizer prices over nothing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like,
0: well, I think, yeah, all that's, the media just makes it seem crazy. Like, shit's selling out, people are cleaning um, all the shelves at Costco, and people are just panicking. So it it makes you almost feel like you need to panic because everyone else is.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%, bro. So, yeah. Uh, again, stay safe. Cough into your uh, elbows. Uh, wash your hands. Um, I think the, a great meme was like, yo, wash your hands even when there's not a fucking national outbreak, you fucking idiots. Yeah,
0: you like, <laughs> dirty motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, why is why do you need to be told to wash your hands for 20 seconds, right? you nasty motherfuckers?
0: I know. People are crazy. All
1: right, man. Well, that's, uh, that's our lives. the a nutshell, everyone just be safe. Uh, let's get to the episode.
0: Let's do it uh so this one is called uh whack rappers need to eat too and for all you people out there who love uh calling whack rappers whack uh we just kind of wanted to get into one first off like what our favorite years of hip-hop were why they were our favorite um as well as some of the controversy going on amongst A lot of the rappers in this day and age who've Mm -hmm. become pretty big like megan the stallion and whatnot uh as well as waka Flocka, who had a a pretty dope interview with um yeah. Yeah. and i was never a big fan of waka but after watching the interview it was dope so we i was
1: very impressed with that shit
0: Yep, he's he seems to have evolved uh quite a bit hundred percent um 2014 in hip-hop where, where do we see the that was that a post from world star somebody posted. yeah it was
1: world star bro so i'll go through the hits right now um so damn it was fucking forever so in 2014 the, the hits we had and i think because i was in charlotte and like Like, all the Spotify and iTunes things were just taking off, like, in 2013, 2014. So, I feel like we didn't get to appreciate it and, like, goddamn, we're getting fucking hits every fucking week. But... Yeah. So, the full list is Bobby Shmurda, hot nigga. Amazing. Fetty Wap, Trap Queen. Chris Brown and Lil Wayne, loyal. OT Genesis, Coco. Ty Dolla Sign featuring The Weeknd, or nah. Ray Sherman, no type. Big Sean, I don't fuck with you. Rich Gang, Lifestyle, and Wiz Khalifa, We Them Boys. Yo, bangers, bro. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say for me personally, just being a New York guy, I remember I was actually in Canada for New Year's Eve uh, 2014, going into 2015, and I made my girl, um, at the the time, we were at a, a club in Quebec, I made a request, hot nigga, like, in Quebec, and he fucking played it for me. I was like, bro... So Hot Nigga for me was the fucking jam of 2014. Yeah. Uh what about you though? What what
0: song was uh the one for you? Um damn, I fucking Chris Brown Loyal was was during that time, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That was yeah, that was yeah,
0: that was definitely one of my uh top ones. Um I, I feel like I didn't appreciate Hot Nigga until uh a little you bit later. Up. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then once I got the dance down and everything, and he was gone, and I was just like, "Damn, the song is actually pretty dope." When I first heard it, I was kind of like, "This is on the more generic side," um but once I let it settle in, I was like, yeah this shit is pretty dope." Bro, weed have... and boys. Go
1: no, ahead, I... Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I know. I was gonna say weed and boys. I, for some reason, that I never like liked you that man. much. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing with fucking cleaver bro. I feel like every year he ends up just having a fucking random smash, and it's yeah. like. Whereas, like, back in the day, we're actually we're getting a bit into, like, our favorite years of hip-hop. Um, whereas, like, leading up to his first album, it was, like, mixtape after mixtape. And, like, he's giving you so much music. And, like, now it's just, like, he goes away, comes back with a fucking hit, goes away, comes back. He's pretty much been doing that since, like, 2014. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, for, yo, the the Bobby Sprinter song, Hot Nigga, yo, I've actually lost this hat twice with that song that <laughs> thrown in the air. I'm like, yo, where'd it go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How'd you end up getting it back? You just fucking came uh, back like some like
1: fucking struggling and she's like, I have it right here. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like legit. That song comes on and if you're already a little bit tipsy, bro, you just lose your mind to that song. Like, because yep. everyone knows the dance, right? Like, it's just the fucking, it's just like, you know, fuck
0: it. That's one of those songs where, uh, where it makes you look around the room like whether or not the white people are saying the yeah, the <laughs>
1: Uh, All right So as far as uh, What would you say Since you've been Fucking Experienced Like actually looking for music What is your favorite year In hip hop culture
0: yeah. Honestly looking at 2014 I, I really did love it Um Interestingly enough That was I think that was the year When Kid Ink and Chris Brown Had like 17 songs together uh, That all sounded the same Named Yeah but one it, of them
1: Was a banger though
0: Show me Show yeah.
1: me In that one Yeah that's um, a banger
0: I like this year, but I don't think just looking at the list, there's not too much replayable stuff that uh, I like still. Um, for me, the two years that, that really stand out, and it might have been just where I was at in my life 2005, when um, the game was like on the cusp of breaking away from Gina and had Hate It or Love it and all those songs.
1: Yep, yep, um, yep, yep.
0: Just being in LA, I think that was like a super dope time. And yeah, also, you
1: fucking had like the biggest rapper in the history. Well, the <laughs> biggest rapper in the game at the time. Yeah. And that's never happened really. since so like, Snoop and Pac. So,
0: yeah. And he had, and 50 Cent was releasing a lot of new, uh, dope stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game really sold it in for me. Um, Kanye, I think late registration was then, uh, he kind of established himself and it was continuing to make dope shit. Um, what else? Oh damn, lean back from Terror Squad, undeniable hit. Um what else? Uh them franchise boys with I think they like me. I think the whole point here is like every region of hip hop had, hip-hop something, going had something going on and like I was never bored with what was going on. Um so Whereas, it was super like, now
1: sometimes Atlanta's just been taking over for like the past like six years.
0: Yep and this i didn't know uh chris brown i guess released run it in 2005.
1: oh shit
0: it's to know that he 15 years ago he was somewhat popular and now he's a fucking mega star uh so it's crazy how in just a short 15 years someone can become uh go from like being a d-list celebrity to fucking a
1: i know that's like the hope we have for ourselves yep. <laughs> in like 15 years we're like the shit. 20 uh
0: Twenty thirty five.
1: We're gonna okay, be number one podcast in the, the solar system. Um, yeah, dude. For me, it's gonna have to be t- uh, twenty eleven. So twenty eleven give you a a flashback to young Daybars opens life. I'm about to graduate from University of Miami. Um, Kanye drops uh, my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy that winter. So that kicks it off for me. Uh, Wiz Khalifa just dropped Rolling Papers. Uh, Big Sean dropped his first album, which I thought was his fucking best album, Finally Famous, and then Adele dropped her first, like, actual album, like, Rolling in the Deep. So, there was just, like, so many beautiful, like, moments. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I I would say for me, 2011, um, because, yeah, dude, like, I remember listening to, like, my dark Twisted Fantasy and just, like, holy shit, like, this is phenomenal. That's when Kanye became, like, my favorite rapper at the time, and then... I don't think Drake was Drake just yet. He was had the buzz, but, like, Wiz Khalifa and Big Sean were, at the time, a little bit higher than him. So that's why I didn't mention Drake. But, yeah, dude, like, I was a huge Wiz Khalifa fan. All those fucking mixtapes. Um, and, then, yeah, he dropped Rolling Papers in, like, I want to say, like, the spring of 2011. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, I would say uh, 2011 would be the year that hip-hop definitely, like... Uh, I completely married hip hop that year. Like, I was, yeah. I was a huge hip hop fan leading up to that. But, like, that was the year where I was like an, a proper adult, just about to graduate college, had a better understanding for music. Like, the, the lyrics actually meant something as opposed to being a fucking kid who had his parents pay for everything for him and had no fucking struggle in the world. And now I was like, oh right. shit, it's actually pay for my own rent? Fuck. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say 2011 for me was the year that hip hop. Um, Definitely did it for me, but nice. I guess going with the title of like "whack rappers need to eat too," and we'll jump into the the um the Waka Flocka interview shortly on uh, everyday struggle, dude. The funny thing is, if you compare now to then, bro, like so, we can even start from twenty. You said two thousand five for you, yeah. So two thousand five to now, bro, dude. I'm not saying there weren't whack rappers back then, but because of the ease, you tell me if I'm you feel I'm wrong. I feel like because of the ease right now, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for people to put music out. There's way more whack rappers now. And I feel like that's not like an old head, like saying this. It's just like this probably as an equal amount of whack rappers back then, but we just weren't exposed to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you couldn't hear them. Like, thankfully, like there was a process. Well, I guess not thankfully, but there was a process in place that if you wanted to get your music out, you had to like be, you know, someone had to like you at some level and say, okay, quick, this is how you get, you know, yeah. get viral or whatever. Whereas now it's like, you don't need a fucking label. It's going fucking SoundCloud. Go fucking punch a guy In the fucking mall Get a million hits Put on a random fucking song Like I feel like the best example Is like The Catch Me Outside girl uh, Mm Of that baby Like that bitch Would never have a fucking record deal 15 years ago Yeah But because like That's the thing Like do a viral moment Then put on a rap song Is like the fucking Way to get a million followers On Instagram That's why we're being so exposed To so many whack rappers right now Again They gotta eat too But I just feel like I think the number of whack rappers is probably the same, but I feel like everyone now has the confidence because of social media to just yeah. push it
0: out. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree with that because now it's like a popularity contest. So you just have to be hot or funny or whatever it is rather than produce good music. So like back in the day, you would literally have to perform at like dive bars and shit to even get noticed. And then all of a sudden it took this turn. And now you have like random YouTubers signing record deals or just releasing their own music and getting a million views Um, and back then like you really had to prove yourself you couldn't just log on to Instagram and post some shit you made in your bedroom within like 30 minutes and um, I'm trying to think Uh, or one example that comes to mind is just like how many rappers and singers do we see get like pretty big acting roles in movies granted some some of them end up Becoming or showing their talent in in the acting,
1: yeah, like Will world. Smith, like Will Smith,
0: Bird. Ice Cube, shit like that. And um, I think it's the same thing with rap. Like clearly, there's kids who make music in their bedroom who definitely are talented, but I think it also paves the way for other people who don't have talent to get these opportunities. I'm sh- there's plenty of rappers and people and sports people, I guess who have roles in movies and they just don't work but they get these opportunities because it's just fucking easy yeah uh, so i yeah i think these whack rappers always existed it's just easier for them to make money which is cool because i mean if there's money to be made and people want to pay you fine but it kind of dilutes the 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 yeah, market so i
1: feel like it kind of dilutes the, the uh the industry as a whole and then it's i don't know it's, i don't know it's harder for like Real rappers to stand out, but it's almost like sometimes, like what the like what the fucking quote unquote rack what whack rappers are doing becomes like what labels then want, so like they're spending more money on that shit as opposed to throwing more marketing dollars at like a ymb and cordet You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he should get more of like the little pump budget as opposed to like little pump who like isn't talented. I mean, I don't want to say he's not talented, but from a skill level, isn't that right? So yeah. I don't know, um, yeah, I just think there's more visibility to whack rappers, and you're you're, you're exposed to it more, whereas I think back in the day, bro, like, I, when I, we were doing our research, um, as far as, like, our favorite years in hip-hop, bro, like, I was going through the top 100 list, and I, I do all I saw were fucking legit stars, you know what I mean? Like, alright, maybe they're not around anymore, but, like, these are all fucking, like, B.O.B., Adele, Lady Gaga, Black Eyed, like, these are fucking talented fucking people. Mm-hmm. If you can go through the top 100 of 20 fucking 18 it's like takashi takashi
0: takashi takashi Takashi. <laughs> like yep. like- and also like these people don't really uh have i feel like fan bases outside of hip-hop like i remember people like bob and drake and stuff like everyone either knew who they were or were like somewhat fans of some songs right or it's like when you think of like Lil skies and and people like that even though i love Lil skies i feel I did, like I the Lil average skies person still, He's dope, but I feel like the average person's, person still doesn't know who he is, may have never heard of him, or even knows a song from him. Um, so I feel like now it's like, unless you're the like top tier, like a Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, unless you're a hip-hop fan, you probably have never heard of like anyone in the other tiers, which is weird to me.
1: Which is weird, but what is cool, though, I would say about that, is that back in the day, you had to be a Drake, Kendrick Lamar. And I'm saying back like, in the day, like, 20, like 2009,
0: uh-huh. um,
1: to be a fucking gazillionaire. Right. And now you can literally just have a core fan base in hip-hop and make fucking a ton of money. Yeah. So, like, it's a gift and a curse, right? Like, yeah. again, like it's you crack the code, right? These guys, are literally these kids, have cracked the fucking code on how to fucking make millions of dollars and fucking... Um, Really have minimal skill when it comes to the, the the craft that is fucking rap music, right? Like they just figure it out. Hey, we'll make songs shorter. We'll figure out a way to have a catchy hook, and we'll make a. We'll literally go and fucking punch someone in the face at a fucking local grocery store, and the shit will go viral. And now you're fucking checking out my SoundCloud while you check out my YouTube page. Like,
0: yeah, it's
1: wild. But uh, going back, I think you saw more. Of, I saw a little bit of it, but you saw more of the Waka Flocka video uh, interview so why don't you give the people kind of like a gist of like what he was talking about uh in reference that he called he called himself being a a whack rapper which is pretty cool
0: yeah i mean the gist of the interview i got was was he basically came in said he was he's a, a new person he um can't really relate to the younger fan base therefore he's transitioned his rap content if he even still raps much um to from hitting bitches from the back and selling drugs and all that shit to his, I guess, um, personal life nowadays. Um, and he encourages kids to to be more cognizant of the deals they're signing and the situation they're getting into and just being true to themselves. He admitted that he was a whack rapper, um, but other than that, I don't think um, he is knocking himself for that because he was honest so i think he he really wanted to encourage artists to be true to to who they are and and take advantage of the moment Uh, obviously Waka flock is making millions or making enough to survive nowadays so
1: yeah i think he had a comment was like yo he was like what 23 or something and he's like Mm -hmm. bro i just made 30 million dollars like why the fuck am i rapping anymore yeah but i mean because like sometimes like people forget like you could treat this as a business, right? And just yeah. like as any business, like you could have goals. like, hey, my goal is to get to a certain level and then just sell out, or, like literally sell my company to someone else and go do something else. So yeah, I think that's like kind of the mindset he had, whereas again, that was my just, he's like, bro, like I, I only went to rap to make money. I have yeah. $30 million. Let me go do something else and make that 30 into 60 into 80 into 90, because at some point, like I'm gonna be exposed and maybe I can't keep making money
0: rapping so yep any on that note he also encouraged people who um entered this genre to not get um hypnotized by you know the fancy jewelry and all that shit that doesn't matter i think the tricky thing is or the trend i see is rappers always end up reaching this sort of enlightenment but it's always like 15 years after they've been in the game. It's never, I, I rarely see rappers who enter this game and within like two years kind of realize it. Like they're always too young to realize it till they fuck up and make a huge mistake. So
1: realize what Like they they're like,
0: realize, uh, just I guess what matters in the rap game just the, uh, that the materialism and just foolishly spending money and signing shitty deals and, uh, you know, just approaching everything the wrong way the rappers don't want to hear it until they've experienced it themselves because obviously these kids are young it's the first time they've seen millions so if you want to splurge on bullshit and sign whatever if you can make money quick but they're not everything about the long game but I I I feel like inevitably they don't think about it until you know they meet a woman they want to marry and have kids and real responsibilities yeah. otherwise they're like fuck it what i might die in a year like why am i gonna worry about stocks and shit it, which is one thing he mentioned he's like he did some frat show and a fraternity brother there apparently was talking to him about stocks and then eventually he realized like oh i could invest in this company and make money and stuff like that i think it's people just need to, especially aspiring rappers need to have uh open ears when it comes to they're ogs because they do have a lot of good advice but i feel like most people just don't want to hear
1: yeah it's almost like the uh, you think about the athletes right like uh the athletes are given to think about like a fucking star like lebron james at the age of 19 given like his nba contract was 25 million dollars his contract with nike was 100 million dollars so at the age of 19 you have 125 million dollars they just gave you and it's just like what the fuck, right so people usually most millionaires in the world usually make their first million around like 35 40 so you've yeah. been like you've learned habits to make that money and like as a rapper or an, like an athlete they're just giving money and it's like figure it out so yeah man but i feel like a lot of athletes and uh rappers don't realize that your earning potential will get like get lower and lower if this is all you do because inevitably you can't keep dunking the basketball in 20 years because you're gonna be fucking old. And yeah. your content is just not gonna hit the same way when you get older. When you're a rapper, like it's just the, that's just the way. Besides, fucking, dude, a handful of fucking rappers, bro. Like no one really has age gracefully. You know what I mean, like, dude. Look a little like like I'm not I, I don't want to keep bashing Eminem, but like like Eminem, like Lil Wayne, like like no one's checking. You, yes, you're gonna have a core audience, core audience, which is great. But like no one's really checking for their music, right? So like if your first week you sold a million copies when you first came out that's probably going to be close to 10 percent of that 10 years later so you got to figure out other ways to make money and it's like again it's, i liked it it was cool for waka Flocka to be so vulnerable and just be like yo, like, yeah like i had to do other shit because i just knew i wasn't i was gonna get exposed at some point because i just wasn't that like my numbers that I were doing what i was doing wasn't a true reflection of the rapper that i was so yeah that's pretty cool
0: yeah for sure and i feel like most Rappers who are similar to him will would never call themselves whack because maybe the, well I mean Waka Flocka never I feel like he never addressed this prior in to being like as hot as he was
1: yeah because yeah. that would have when he was artist in the paint he was yo that shit was hard mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that song was dope and he it, he wasn't trash in my opinion to the point where I'm like how could anyone possibly like this but I never considered him a lyricist and I think. That was the biggest distinction. Is like the same thing with these new school rappers. I never treat like a Lil Pump or whatever like a lyricist. I just see them for what they are and the moments that I would want to listen to them in, which is like partying and shit like that. Yeah. So,
1: I think there's a for
0: everybody to make money. Just realize it's not forever, basically.
1: Yeah, I feel like Jay Z spoke about this in a book he wrote. He uh he wrote like I want to say like eight years ago, man. Um, decoded and he was like it's like cool it's like a book where like it's almost like a biography but slash like then there'll be like a, a chapter where it's like he'll put the entire song and then for the next like 10 pages explain exactly his thought process when writing that song it's like uh-huh. kind of like a cool biography slash uh, behind the music kind of thing Dumb. and he spoke about bro like even back in the 90s like people were still using rap as the avenue just to get fucking out the hood and make money right so mm. Again, you're always going to have whack rappers. It's just to the extent of, like, if you're whack, what other skills or things you're bringing that can still make you a viable investment, right? Because at the end of the day, like, if you want people to fucking invest in you, you have to have some kind of return on investment. And if you're just a whack rapper who thinks he should be a rapper, like, bro, let's, it's, <laughs> at least back then, it's not going to work for you. And I think even now, like, you just, you just can't be whack. You have to have something else you're doing to help, you know, people want to put money into you. So For sure. Uh, but i think you brought up in that uh where you were talking about walker uh bad deal so you want to touch on the megan the stallion her current beef beef with her record label
0: yeah um i don't know the super. i don't think anyone really knows the super super intricate details but she allegedly signed a deal and was unhappy her claimed she was unaware of the terms and conditions until she signed a deal with rock nation um so she had multiple deals going on. Do wow. she has
1: multiple deals. But apparently, I have the stat I sent to you earlier. The, the, the main one right now is that her current label. Damn, I want to say it's ten fifty one. I don't know exactly. Well, I think uh,
0: one fifty. We could look it up, you know, but ones? it's a bunch of numbers.
1: Yeah, but that that label gets sixty percent of her earnings, plus all her earnings from performances go to her label. On top of that. Her advance was only $10,000. Mm-hmm. So literally, like, most artists make money from their performance even if they have a terrible contract when it comes to, like, their streaming numbers. Yeah. Apparently, all her fucking money was, just came from her advance and, like, the 40% from her fucking songs. And then any performance she was doing was going straight to the fucking label, which is wild.
0: Yeah, that seems crazy. I, I did see a statement from... I guess like the the record label folks and they yeah they claim they of course claim none of it's accurate uh or that anything that is accurate that she said was clearly communicated to her um to be honest i I don't really give a shit what she signed i what i do what pisses me off is i feel like at this point in time every up-and-coming artist is fully should be fully aware that bad deals exist
1: yeah dude she's too young like she's too new of an artist so like like she didn't sign this shit like in 2013 bro like you just like yeah Well, like you've heard every horror story there is like how bad like
0: like like birdman is probably the most infamous like horror story of just like someone who's in the industry who doesn't pay people um but generally speaking i think people know uh industry people are shady to a degree um and it's not until they get popping when they start complaining because they realize what they're worth. They're actually worth. Yeah. They're like, oh, fuck. Like, I grossed 10 million, but I only went home with like a million. Like, what the fuck is going on or whatever and it is. And all these whack rappers
1: are fucking building yep. houses and shit.
0: And fucking oh, yeah. Russ is out here
1: putting his name in fucking yep. pools. And you can't afford to fucking have a wine. Yeah, when I saw Russ's shit.
0: house, I'm like, shit. Like, he's, whatever he did or whatever he's doing, he's doing it the right way. Yeah, dude, he uh, took
1: me. But again, it takes a strong artist to do that independent route, right? Because a lot yeah. of them want to just get that guaranteed money, and like the the nifty hustles of the world, and the russ are like just nah. Other nah, chance, the rappers is just, like nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna yeah. put all my shit out myself, and I'm gonna get all the benefits, and I'm gonna get all the money. So, but again, that takes a strong ass fucking person, right? Because it's almost like the same thing as like you and I quitting our jobs tomorrow and just saying I'm gonna do this shit on my own. Yeah. So, it's it's that's fucking terrifying. So
0: it's it's hard to have sympathy i mean i know music uh industry folks are probably predatory in a lot of ways but at the same time there's so much information out there just do your fucking homework ask all the questions you need to ask and get it answers in writing um i just don't understand like what at what point you know it's fine for her to be like oh i didn't realize i was in the contract until after the fact and then now she can demonize all the people that she was talking to i'm sure it Girl. feels fucked up if they come across as like your best friend and shit but it's a business at the end of the day like people aren't just out here with free money fucking tossing it at you
1: dude but i low-key don't believe the numbers i read because it just seemed mm-hmm. like outrageous yeah uh, um anyway I, I this is what i personally think i think Time will tell over the next coming weeks. I personally think she realized how fucking hot she is and wants to get signed to a bigger label, and yeah. is using this shit as like almost a little Uzi vert, like fucking temper tantrum and fucking spewing the absolute venom on their label For sure. to get the fuck out. I'm like, yo, Jay Z, come save me, because dude, apparently Jay Z is that guy. Like, Rock Nation is like the fucking savior of all fucking artists who are on the worst deal possible, bro. Like, because if you think about like it, buy them out or something. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm pretty sure he bought out uh, or he's in the process of buying out Little Uzi's contract with DJ Drama. And then the reports all say that she's going to be signed by Rock Nation soon or like fully. Cause I think she's already signed to Rock Nation, but not fully. Uh, so, dude, if you think about it, bro, like that Rock Nation artist fucking roster is massive. Like, massive. I feel so, like I
0: hear that name every day from like every, every day, episodes.
1: bro. Dude, every fucking day. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's more of that, dude. Or her, like, trying to make this, it's, like, almost a com- like competition and, like, wanting to badmouth her current label that bad. They just, fuck, you know what, bitch, just fucking go over there. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, again, it just seems like, you uh, I I can't see anyone being that dumb to sign a record deal that bad.
0: Yeah. No. Ten, even 10,000, like, I feel like that's not standard for for any artist, really. That's not enough. Like not even for them to get through the fucking next couple months, right? For, for what half these people want, feels like a hundred thousand. I'll be like, okay, she she might have done that.
1: Right, you sign a you sign a piece of paper and boom, six figures in your pocket, done. All yeah. right, bet. but ten racks, bro. That show wouldn't even last me a month with my fucking bills. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Is- <laughs> Man, so cool.
0: There's no way she signed that shit unless she had absolutely zero faith in herself. And if that's the case, that's kind of her fault. So.
1: Yeah we every time we'll tell but I, I i'll be pretty I, maybe it won't get out that that much but i mean someone will fucking leak it but i'm pretty confident that this is just like a, a way for her to get off her label and like yeah. make the fucking public just destroy this fucking company so hard they're like you know what fuck it like let's just let's yeah. get rid of her now before this shit turns into a fucking dj drama situation um dude but she puts out good music man we were in fucking austin just fucking jamming to fucking i always like-
0: think about that that moment that song came on that's that's the one with Wale, right? Pole dancing? Yeah, pole dancing. Yeah, that song's dope.
1: And I was like, bro, this is phenomenal. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> she probably didn't, I mean, to your point, yeah, she just probably didn't realize how hot of a commodity she was and was like, fuck it, I need to say something and it just didn't work out.
1: Dude, I would say in the last tw- uh, in the last 12 months, she's been the hottest female artist out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Cardi B is still popular, but she's not really playing on music like that right now. And Nicki Minaj is just like, no one likes her on a personal level right now. So like, and then Rap City is more like, you know, like your rapper's favorite rapper as opposed to like the the female rapper that you think about. So I think Megan Thee Stein is that. So I think she's looking around the room and just like, yo, I'm the fucking hottest one. They're making more money than me, not even putting music out. Like what the fuck's going on? So, yeah, I think it's more of a label play than as an actual issue with the contract being terrible. For sure. Um. But speaking about a couple things that we mentioned earlier a, or a previous episodes, bro, like, so the reports coming out suck that, uh, again, rest a piece of hot smoke. But, like, they're pretty much closing the investigation from what I read. Um, no leads. Um, everyone's story who they fucking interviewed is contradicting. Um, what, again, seems so shady is that the people who called into the cops to report the crime in the first place called when they were in New York it's like how the fuck do you know this like yeah i mean like it's like me calling the cops on someone running into your house right now like how the fuck would i even know like if that's just fucking yeah um
0: the theory i heard with that was someone may have someone in his crew who obviously is probably from new york may have been like facetiming a chick back over there and then they heard like gunshots or some shit
1: oh really Maybe, but, yeah,
0: I mean, who knows what who could knows. It
1: It's just fucking sad that, like, it just seemed that, like, it's going to be, like, an unsolved hip hop crime. And, like, you kind of wish you, you got justice for this in, in itself, just being a 20 year old who got killed. Um, and then just being a fucking rapper that everyone was really seeing, like, the rise. I Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that shit never happened back in the day in the sense that, like, literally, he was a nobody two years ago. Yeah. Like, you never fucking heard of him. And then just within a year and a half became the fucking one of the most up and coming hip hop artists ever Uh because like you said like back then you had to fucking play dive bars you had to fucking like know someone who knew someone to put you on and now you can just fucking like yo if you're talented um you're gonna f- someone's gonna find you right so right but um how do you feel about the whole thing like I, I guess like 50 cents really taking this on his own back and like yo i'm gonna make sure any music that was gonna be released is taken care of properly i'm gonna executive produce the track i'm gonna get roddy rich on it i'm gonna get drake on this
0: like how do you feel about that whole situation uh i'm fine with it as long as his family's fine with it because ultimately they know what he would have wanted or what he would have uh appreciated i mean if the profits and everything keep his family good then so be it but other than that if he's kind of just coming in and taking control just because you know he has a, a similar sound to pop smoke and feels like he's the only person who can really do this thing then i feel like it would be kind of weird in that sense but if his family's down i mean i'm all for it
1: yeah at first i was like like what was 50s like uh intent like intent with this it's because like you really haven't put out pop with good music like in 10 years bro so like are you gonna fuck up the sound for me like maybe his album (laughs) because i'm like felt like pops has been doing pretty good by himself yeah. Um and the producer that he has, like the guy from like UK is like they have some kind of amazing synergy. Like every song kinda sounds the same, but it doesn't, but it's just yeah. like a perfect way for his voice to sound. But then in hindsight, I mean 50 is still a fucking genius business person. Um he does have a musical ear. Like he does. Like I I think he like sometimes I feel like those in-between albums he put out like after he became really famous were more like, bro, I'm a fucking gazillionaire. I'm gonna put out the shit I wanna put. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, I don't go fuck. Um, and then for the simple fact that, like, 50... Pop Smoke's favorite rapper was 50 Cent. So kind of like that... That kind of made me feel better about it. It's like, all right, maybe yeah. it's just, like, him... Like, you, you were you were one of my biggest fans. I fucking loved you. Like, I, I was happy to, to have you around. You're no longer here. I'm gonna do justice by you and your last album. So, in the end, I feel good about it. But initially, I was like, bro, like... like I don't want you to fuck this up for me, bro. Like you haven't put, you haven't put a good album out like in fucking seven years. Like I don't want yeah. you to fucking ruin this.
0: Plus, it seems like he loves executive producing damn near everything at this point. Yeah, like and he'll just hop on it. Like whether it's the fucking BMF documentary, Takashi, this. So I think since he's just always so quick to hop on shit, it, it feels a little predatory sometimes. But I think Pop Smoke is different in the sense that, or even Takashi. In the sense that they both kind of looked up to him so maybe yeah. it's only right that he does it uh, yeah. as opposed to someone else
1: yeah yeah that's what, yeah I, I feel that way completely too initially i was just like bro like don't fuck this up for me bro like don't <laughs> don't don't make meet the woo three just like the worst album of all time because you right. want to fucking put some g-unit fucking ad-libs in it <laughs> <Like>, i know <laughs> um and then not to beat a dead horse but uh we're gonna speak about eminem for like the fourth episode in a row uh, there was a report that came out that uh, T Grizzly another uh, Detroit rapper uh, was meant to be on the uh, Eminem album but Royce the 5-9 was like nah chill he's not ready yet like I don't want uh, I don't want the public to just see him as a, like a, uh, an Eminem feature blah 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 blah, blah. Um, so how'd you feel about the whole situation
0: yeah I heard about that um I I think I side with Royce the 5-9 a little more okay. but or at least his his thinking behind it but i feel like he should have just hit up they should just fucking communicated with him and been like yo we'd love to get on the track we we're a little bit concerned that if he does get on the track it might hurt your image in the sense that people might think eminem puts you on how do you feel about it let him make the decision and then if whatever happens happens after that like i feel like with anything in life it just makes sense to communicate and be like, "Yo, the decisions in your hands. These are the two possible outcomes. Whatever happens is your fault if it doesn't go in your favor, and so be it." As opposed to fucking just kind of being like, "Yo, yo, don't do this." Like, I care about his career, sort of thing. Because yeah. at the end of the day, wouldn't you, wouldn't you ask the person whose career is at stake, as opposed to Eminem? Eminem has nothing to lose. He could fucking do lullabies right now, and he's still a millionaire forever
1: um yeah th- what was weird to me is like they're treating t grizzly as an artist that we've never heard of before that was just a weird yeah. thing to me it's like bro this guy's been out since like 2017 yeah and had a massive banger okay he's kind of not been the spotlight since but still like lebron was fucking like rapping and fucking selfie that right. like that's how he became so famous so like this isn't like a nobody you know what i mean like this is still like a very well-known detroit yeah. rapper
0: that's a good point
1: so, I was like, bro, like, people know who the fuck he is. Like, it's not going to be, like, a surprise feature. Yeah. So, I was like, bro, like, I, but from what I saw, the overall commentary from Royce to five Nine was all, like, complimentary. Like, bro, he's like, this guy's a really good rapper. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it'll be a benefit, blah, 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 blah. But if I was see Grizzly, which I get why he was mad, it's like, bro, like, I'm not a nobody. Like, this is not going to make my career because a 55-year-old rapper wants to throw me on a fucking feature on his, like, yeah. 20th album, like...
0: I think it's, I mean, when we think about Joyner Lucas and Eminem and their little uh, networking situation of having hopped on a couple songs here and there, that never made me feel like, oh, Joyner Lucas made it because of Eminem because Joyner Lucas had the fucking uh, I'm Not Racist song. I think that blew him up. So, yeah, I feel like once you've had, like, a couple bangers under your belt, and people know about you anything that happens after that like no one's gonna be like oh this moment made you because you yeah, already it's had moments part,
1: it's just part of the process like you just yeah. once you become bigger you start network, networking with bigger people like that's just how fucking life works so yeah that's the only part that confused me i'm like I, I don't think anything royce the five nine said was wrong per se but just like i don't think that applied that wouldn't apply to t grizzly like he's a bigger rapper than i think they were giving him credit which is For yeah. Um, and talking about big rappers, probably the biggest of the biggest, uh, Drake dropped some fire with the Chicago Freestyle. Um, it was like a five-minute song. Mm. Yeah, she sampled a little bit of uh, Eminem's flow on the yep. Superman track, and then he sampled the song Cry on the first side of it. Um, so first of all, what do you think about the song? What do you think about the video? And then uh, what do you think about the backlash he's getting for calling his baby mama yeah. a fluke?
0: I thought both were dope. I mean, it wasn't this coming from Drake isn't necessarily like the most impactful shit for me. The video and song were, were all right. I probably won't be replaying much of it. Um, I do love the song Superman by Eminem, though, so I thought it was a, a dope little tribute and moment. <clears throat> um, you call this baby mama a fluke. I had to actually, I, I'm not even going to lie. I looked up the definitions just to see exactly what the outrage was, was stemming from because I wanted to make sure people had a good reason for it. Yeah. Um, and just looking at, at the actual Webster Dictionary version of what that is, I actually think it could be used in a somewhat positive light because... How so? It says, An unlikely chance occurrence, uh, especially a surprising piece of luck. So... I don't know if there's another definition of it, but, uh, it seems like it, it's not entirely negative if we're just going off the raw definition. I've never used that word, like, against a human being, so I don't know how people perceive it, but it says an unexpected stroke of good luck.
1: So, I think, so, No I think pun intended.
0: Stroke it, of good luck.
1: <laughs> I think it's the, um. It's the context, right? So you have to listen to what was said before and after. Yeah. And I think the context of it was like, this shit got lucky as fuck. Mm. Like, so maybe mama fluke. Like, that's yeah. like, that's how the gist of it went. Because I mean, when I use the word term fluke, it's more like in sports. But yeah, it's yeah. a fucking fluke loss. That team, that's a fucking fluke win. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't get the fucking outrage. Like, yo, that's a fucking... At the end of the day, he's not with that lady, that, that woman anymore, mm. from, the, from what I heard, from what we know. Um like yo like if you want a rapper to be like you want these artists to be real and genuine if he genuinely feels that way like yeah uh, got got lucky as because like she right. had my kid and now she going not get a fucking million dollars a month from me for the rest of my life like bro that's oh i think that's okay to say like yeah
0: at the end of the day it's his art and i i feel like he should be allowed to say what he wants and it's not like he went out of bounds and was like super salty and was like yo this just fucking whore did this and that yeah
1: this fucking bitch
0: trapped me yeah like, like, I like he's just like yo with the fucking I've garbage grabbed the condom and just
1: fucking, now she's pregnant like <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think he's i think it's because people don't uh have kind of boxed drake in as as this holier than thou dude who's like so feminist and just loves women all day every day which he might, but I mean, at the same time, he's fucking human, so he's allowed to express his disapproval of how shit went down.
1: Right, you could feel salty and still be a great human being. Yeah, like that's also a
0: Like I, I don't remember the last time I heard a human being being outraged by being called a fluke. He didn't call, yeah, he her, didn't a call cunt. her a
1: bitch. He's like, he didn't say baby mama's a whore. Like no. he didn't say like he didn't like,
0: like like he's not perpetuating any stereotypes. He's just like, well, I guess baby mama is kind of a stereotype, but. Calling her a fluke, I mean, I think that's more some celebrity shit than anything. Uh, yeah. That happens some, all the like, time.
1: Upper echelon from celebrity shit. Like, yeah. yo, just, this bitch
0: is a fluke, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't even. I it, it burns my soul when I find out how much money these rappers be paying these random girls they get with like 30000 a month here, 15000 a month here. And I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to fucking make that shit on my own. Yeah. Let alone be a. For f- me. Yeah, for me. For Let me. alone. Just fucking taking a few strokes and fucking ending up with a lifetime supply of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, but going back to the song, though, I think Chicago Freestyle Bro will be a song in like a month that we're like, wow, banger. But I think we gotta give that some more time. Alright. Because um, I, I heard it the first time and I was like, alright, this is dope, I fuck with it, blah, blah, blah. But like, I really think like, I think because like it's hard because it's not on fucking, it's only on SoundCloud. So like it's not on spotify yet or itunes so like it's not going to be your normal shuffle for a little bit but um i do think that song is going to be a banger i actually enjoy the video a lot because it just showed his fucking house in toronto i was like holy, like i think his house is called the embassy mm-hmm. because dude it's a fucking country that motherfucker like yo it's like <laughs> massive bro and yeah. he has like the ovo owl coming out the fucking rolls royce i was like yo this guy just has so yeah. much fucking money um oh, these
0: tracks when he releases stuff like this it takes some time to settle in for me
1: Thanks like, a minute bro
0: you know that one song he had with uh 21 savage uh sneaking mm-hmm. that song i just came across the music video the other day i i didn't like the song when it came out um granted it was on an album and everything but damn i fucking love that song now but when it came out i was like this is all right but it yeah, hits different has, later
1: he has that dude there's something about him bro because it's so like Whenever you think of a hip-hop song, you expect something and he just gives you something completely different. Uh-huh. And it's just different. It, you just, you can't judge music so quickly. Which again, yeah, we're getting, we, we're being bombarded with track after track after track. It's hard not to. But I really think, give Chicago free like another month and it watches like a heat of the week or some shit. Because it's like, there were some bars there that were fucking dope. And then again, you're fucking rapping over uh, one of the most famous like R&B hip-hop tracks ever with Song Cry from Jay-Z. And you fucking borrow the Superman flow from Eminem. It's just like there's too many things there that that should show like a win. And I think in like three to four weeks, we're all gonna be like, wow, that fucking song was fire.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, so before we get into Heat of the Week though, let's do our fucking new segment, which is called
0: You said the new segment, right? The new segment. New segment, uh keep it, leave it, or kick it.
1: Yep. All right, so, so you, you go first.
0: All right, let me uh, do the little shuffle. Uh, little Skies.
1: Uh, so it's keep it, leave it, or kick it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep it. Keep it, man. Keep it. Yeah, I mean, Little Skies is super fucking talented. I think he's one of the better young artists um, out there right now. Um, I saw him live two years ago. Fucking reminded me of XXX so so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would definitely keep those guys. Nice. Um, for you, Meek Mill. Um,
0: I'd probably say keep it. Um, it'd be dumb to kick it with him, but I feel like from a musical standpoint, he has more to offer for me at least personally. Um. He kind of gives me that, like, Jay-Z vibe where I feel like over time he'll evolve and develop his content more and more and just do greater things. I don't see him as, like, a stagnant artist that's going to just keep delivering the same shit over and over.
1: Dude, but terrible performer, bro.
0: I haven't seen him live, uh, but I wouldn't doubt it. I feel like he'd just be screaming and shit, and you would never know what's going on.
1: Yeah, dude, I saw him. I think we do. We know we saw him. I mean, we saw him far away. But remember, his first performance out of jail was at Rolling Loud. But we were just so far away it was hard to see him
0: oh I think I remember now yeah
1: but then wasn't I saw not impactful him. clearly yeah but then I saw him at he had his own concert and I saw him in November or September of a future and uh Meek Mill concert mm-hmm. and bro dude future fucking dusted his ass like yo Meek Mill just fucking stands there bro and it's just like it's not bad yeah but it's, but it's, like it's
0: not like what of, you want performance.
1: yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're just rapping like alright like we yeah. have a video of this shit me... <laughs> alright your turn
0: um shit. Schoolboy Q.
1: Kick it. Has enough music that I would like li- like to listen to with him. Yeah. But I think it'd be pretty dope just to fucking like yeah, like tell me your thought process when you came out with that fucking uh hands on the wheel song. Mm-hmm. Um God fucking that that was the one that was like, yo, this is phenomenal. Yeah, it
0: was just this sad the other day.
1: So but like, yeah, like what was your thought process? Like were you were you a massive Cuddy fan and just fucking like what tell me how the fuck you even came up with the idea of this song like that. Mm-hmm. And he just seemed like a fucking cool ass dude. Like I would like yeah. pick his brain about like life in general. So yeah, that's a good one. Schoolboy you will definitely kick it with him. Um let's do like two more each, or one more each. Um Shaq West.
0: Um Honestly, probably leave it um, for me. I don't really like his music that much, nor do I know enough about him to say I want to kick it. From a musical standpoint, if he decided to just quit the music industry and pursue something else,
1: Bro, I honestly wouldn't, wouldn't care. At all.
0: Not like, not in the slightest. I would not <laughs> <At> all. care. <laughs> all right, all right,
1: that, all right your turn last one um, last one for me I'll do one more for you word
0: uh, shit Drake
1: bro uh, keep it bro like I would love to kick it with him but like yo, my only that was my option I'm like bro I, just need, I need more content from you for at least 10 more years bro yeah. like until I'm 40 I need more fucking Drake bangers bro so <laughs> definitely just keep it cause like if, if that shit went away that shit would affect my whole mood like mm-hmm. boy, really fuck me up
0: no, oh, it'd be like reversing history or some shit if you removed him from the music oh industry,
1: my God, bro. Like holy shit, like dude, I remember like exact moments where like I was going through some shit with a girl. And I fuck, this is a fucking, fucking drink. I said, yeah, I remember I was breaking with my girl back in 2016, and views just dropped, and I was just like, holy shit, like yo, it's like he timed all his albums like all my breakups. I was like, bro, this is fucking perfect. Like I just like listen to this shit in isolation and just come out here fucking ready to fucking destroy all these fucking females and then I'll fix my life after Um, all right for you last one I want to give you a good one bro Quavo
0: Quavo Um, I'd probably say shit that's a tough one um i say keep it um as much as I mean I'm not like the biggest Migos or Quavo fan by any means but I feel like what they add to the game is kind of necessary and it's influenced yeah. a lot um and I, I'm excited to see what they'll produce over the years um I feel like it's it's necessary as much as people want to label him as like mumble rappers and shit like that uh i genuinely do enjoy like his what he adds to all the the songs that he's featured on that are on my playlist
1: yeah dude and also like that that mumble rap shit's like also a, a shitty label because like dude if you think about it they're not mumbling bro nah. like like they're not like you're just you don't understand
0: listening. what they're saying
1: yeah like you're not listening like that's the fucking like it's not clear enough and it's just like different enough where you're just like is trash, but like, yeah. they're like, dude, like, takeoff is actually like a very good. He's probably the best rapper out of all three of them, and then I think Offset's the most talented overall. I and mean, then Quavo obviously is the one that brings it all together. Yeah. But yeah, like, I would, I would agree with that. If I, if I had the same artist, I would pick, I would say keep it just because, like, not him as a solo artist. I, don't, I don't think he's that good by himself. Um, but the three together have a fucking phenomenal synergy that like, I would want constant Migos music like every other year and shit. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So before we dip out here, we fucking covered a lot a lot of shit. So I hope you're yep. fucking happy uh, We're giving you fresh content every week, but what is your heat of the week?
0: my heat of the week, I know we've been uh I forget why but I had been talking about Lil Wayne for a bit. Um, oh it was because Wayno posted something about uh, Dedication to being like the dopest mixtape since whatever or yeah. ever. Yeah, dedication uh,
1: were the, uh, those are the DJ drama Little Wayne mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah.
0: Um. But one that came to mind was a mixtape I listened to in college called None Higher, uh, parentheses We Got the Remix. I don't know if this is an official mixtape, like released by Lil Wayne's camp, um, but I think it still falls under the official category. Uh, hosted by DJ Benzie and evil something um but either way like it it has a lot of tracks you would recognize uh like stunt like my daddy and shit like that but i think over different instrumentals different people featured uh fucking love this this uh mixtape it just really listening to it again reminded me of how skillful lil wayne is um but in a more swaggy way than I guess people would like to, to admit it was kind of like battle rap, but more entertaining in a way that like a casual hip hop fan would appreciate. Mm. Um, and I think after listening to it, I definitely put Lil Wayne in like my top list of rappers averages because some of the shit he says is as simple as, or as dumb as it sounds when you write it down. Like it requires a special talent to put these Comparisons and phrases and punchlines together, which is pretty
1: yeah. crazy. I agree with that. So, which, which mixtape was that again?
0: It's called None higher. Uh, None higher. None Higher, we got the remix mixtape. And it's on that
1: Download that shit on LimeWire or Morpheus. <laughs>
0: yep. Morpheus. Damn, I forgot about that shit. Dap Piff got, got it too for free, unless okay, it changed cool. the plan.
1: All right, so that Piff, check that out now. Uh, yeah, that's good. I really think my favorite mixtape of, of of Lil Wayne was the Drought. I think the Drought 3, uh-huh. which was like the the, the mixtape literally right before the Carter 3 drop. And that one had like King Kong, like like those fucking songs. Like that was the one that me was like, yo, whenever this fucking Carter 3 shit drops, it's going to be the biggest thing in the world. And obviously it turned out to be exactly that. But yeah. I think the drop three for me was my favorite Little Way mixtape. And that was like, oh, seven, I think. So, yeah, that was my favorite. But as far as he of the week, I had a couple options, man. Um, Bad Bunny came out with a new album. That was pretty dope. But actually, I was super impressed by Little Baby's album, My Turn. Like, nice. Very, very impressed. When did that
0: come out? Uh, Tuesday or last Friday?
1: Last Friday. Nice. I was very impressed by that. And he has a fucking, to me, the standout track is with Young Thug, Shocker uh called we should and it's kind of like them talking about like how they were coming up um and like how they had nothing and like why like why we should still like aspire to have more um dude super dope man like and little baby again he he is probably could be someone who two years ago could have been labeled a whack rapper yeah but like on this one you can see that he's actually putting time and effort into his craft um and he even had a comment the the day where he's talking about like i'm rapping less about drugs and jewelry um i want to actually just you know talk about my life and shit so i know it's um definitely dope album you haven't checked it out yet it's called my turn but if you want to check out a really dope song my heat of the week is little baby and young thug we should
0: so i little baby is one of the the newer but super popular artists i haven't had a chance to or given myself a chance to like from the like limited stuff i've heard i was like oh this is kind of sounds like a uh, downgraded version of Lil or Young Thug um, yeah. or just like a typical Atlanta rapper. Finally started appreciating Gunna. Um so hopefully once I listen to the, the song you recommended, I'll become a fan and just
1: like Bro if you, want, give them you a chance to listen to like young the the their joint album is fucking fire. Where that little baby in Gunna to Drift Drift So Hard or Drift So uh-huh. Hard. That album, bro, that's like eight songs, but holy shit do they fucking that synergy is crazy
0: is that the one with uh, the super ghetto like um cover art
1: uh let me see i have it right here because
0: on. there's one with cover art that looked ghetto and i was like i can't get finish this album because it is the same shit over and over
1: no nah, it's actually like a very um artistic cover art to be honest <laughs> hold on I'll, I'll fucking put it
0: oh it's the one with the um like, like baby. Greek, Greek, baby, yeah, whatever, yeah, with the green it, shit on it?
1: It's called Drip Harder. The, okay,
0: the okay, that one. Okay, I don't know if I listened to that one fully, so I gotta check Bro, it out. that
1: album fucking phenomenal. Like, that's nice. the one that sold me on Little Baby. But just, like, an, an ironic thing about this album, it's called My Turn. This motherfucker puts out an album every four months, so, like, it's always been his turn. Like, I don't understand, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what, what world he thinks like it's not his turn. Like, he literally has an album out like every four to five months, but again, yeah. like, kudos to him. He's super consistent with it. Um, again, this album is super dope. Um, I was super impressed. Not like, not a ton of features like all most of the other albums, but I mean, there's still plenty. But most like some of his other shit had like a fucking feature every song. It's like, all right, bro, like, carry your own shit. But uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so check out My Turn by Little Baby. And then again, Heat of the Week, uh, Little Baby and Yuck Thug. Um, What's it called? Fucking. What did I say?
0: It's uh, we should.
1: We should. Yep. We should. Yep. All right, man. Anything else before we dip?
0: No. Just stay safe out there. Let's not end up with coronavirus. That's all. The only thing on my mind as I head into this this weekend.
1: My guy, I just fucking touched my nose. I yo, I, I, if we can pause the screen, I legit went <laughs> like, yo, I got fucking <laughs> tight, bro. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I get just, that snippet. I got so fucking tight when I was like, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dope fact, dude. My only focus for myself, you, and like anyone I know and our listeners, you know, just fucking stay safe. Um, this is probably going to end up all being nonsense. Um, again, people are dying, so there's, there's some truth to this shit, but I don't think it's as bad as we think it is, yeah. but I'd rather be fucking safe and sorry, safe and sorry covered in fucking like, masks and hand sanitizer and be a fucking idiot out here just fucking coughing on random people and dying so
0: sure yep
1: alright my all guys right, so we'll do it again next Wednesday again audio theory podcast episode 21 of the books Uh whack rappers need to eat too we need to eat too so fucking subscribe share we need to fucking get this thing popping do all that Peace.
0: alright man peace